Listen, profile on Praise Junction. But that is when I got to know Christ and I also got to campus. Bringing you real people with real stories. But still, you cannot undo what happened to me as a child. And a real God who brings real change. So I had that conviction. If I serve him kabisa diligently, he'll supply all my needs yes. according to his riches and glory. Profile on Praise Junction Show. Listen and live. And you are on Praise Junction at Hope FM. Listen and live. The program on air is Profile. And my name is Grace Motiso. Joy to be with you as always. I love Wednesdays because we get to meet new people who have real stories, encountered a real God, who has brought a real change. And they join us just to testify of God's goodness. And I believe at the end of it, you'll be encouraged to know that we serve a living God who loves you so much. And he doesn't take you through any season for nothing. There is something he wants to get out of it to glorify him and also to build you up as a child of God in Jesus name. Amen. And this morning I want to introduce to us a beautiful lady joining us uh, (laughs) with a powerful story. Her name is Mary. Would you kindly tell us where you are from? Yeah, I'm from Machako County. Uh, Born and brought up in Machakos County, but currently I live in Nairobi. Mm, Okay. So uh, tell us about your salvation story. How did you come to know the Lord? Wow. My salvation story goes back to when I was a 13-year-old girl. Um, I remember my first CU in high school. I still remember. I went for the CU and uh, an altar call was made. I, I mean, there was a powerful preacher. An altar call was made and I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I've been in church throughout. I mean, uh, ever since I, I can remember. I've been in church. My parents just brought me up in church. So I think the altar call was just uh, just a continuation of my journey, probably because I'd never done an altar call in yeah. my life. Mm. Yeah, so ever since I was 13, gave my life to Christ, and I've walked with the Lord till now. Mm. Yes. You, you know, that's not common to so many people. We have people who begin and they drop along the way. What has kept you going in the Lord? Wow, what has kept me going... Let me just say, um, God's grace, God's mercies, because all along high school, yeah, I was uh, born again, went to college. Then in college, it was very different because mm. in college now I get to understand, you know, the, you know, the depth about God's word and serving God and that there is a call, there is purpose. And I gave myself even more. So my college time was a time when, when I look back, it was a time I gave my life really to the work of Christ, to understanding scriptures, understanding the Lord, and also getting to be really intimate, to know who is this God. Mm. You know, I think in high school, it was just, um, I was shallow, you know, just loving God and reading the Bible. But in my college years were years where now I, I moved deeper into this thing, this relationship that I had with God and, you know, uh, coming to understand that I have a call over my life, there is a purpose for my life and uh, I can have a career but still my life given to serving God. That is not something I knew when I was a young woman. Mm. Yeah, so left college and, uh, you know, continued you know, got into church, continued with uh, with ministry, serving the Lord in various capacities in the church till today. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A commitment to to serve the Lord. Yes. So you grew up a lady, you love the Lord, and, and, and one time, I'm sure, you, you purposed, I, I'd love to 
to settle down, you know, and be someone's wife. <laughs> you know, how, how was that journey for you? Um, and was it easy to for Mr. Wright to identify you? Um, yes. Uh, I, let me say that uh, as a young woman, uh, and especially during my college days, yeah. uh, giving myself to the Lord and committing myself to the Lord, and, you know, you finish college, and the next thing you think after, uh, after college is, uh, wow, marriage. Mm. You know, I need to settle down. And for me, it wasn't hard, really, because immediately after college, I had, you know, uh, there was this young man that we were good friends with in college, we never thought that we would be a couple one day. As a mm. matter of fact, when we were in college, I just never thought that I, he could be my husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, he told me that he knew. And he told me that the first time he saw me, you know, you know, he had within him that that will be your wife. But he mm. took his time. You know, there is no hurry. So he took his time. We finished college. And after college, you know, he just told me his intentions. And I had no problem whatsoever with it because in college, as we know, we were serving the Lord together. He was dedicated to God. He was given to God's work. He was a man of integrity. I mean, he was somebody that I would never have minded being my partner in life. Mm. And so when he told me his intentions, yes, I was ready. I think God had just prepared me in his own way so i was just ready mm. Mm. what did you see in him you, you know i'm asking you this because i know there are so many single ladies yes. listening in and they're like uh, so what do you take how how do you know <laughs> he's the one i have 15 of them i don't think this one is but maybe this one and that one you're thinking is not the one who is coming true uh -huh. yeah okay for me it was the fear of god I had I had to have a man that really fears God, a man that we can talk scriptures together, we can go to church together, we can serve God together. But apart from the fear of God, um, let me say that uh, you know we were so much, we had so uh, many common goals with. Um, with James, it was different, of course. You know, I'm an introvert. He's a he was a social being, and so um, there there was so much flaw in so many ways. Uh, when we sit down, we could talk about anything, you know. Um, and apart from that, he was quite intelligent, and he was a man of integrity, a man that keeps his word. Yeah, um, a man that you I knew that uh, you know. I can have his support. Mm -hmm. He was not intimidated by the fact that I had a degree in this or the other. I was mm -hmm. working here or there. He was very supportive. Yes, so our tests will be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, a man that fears God is something that uh, we all should check. Mm -hmm. um, and apart from that, I know there are many people that really fear God but have issues here and there. Mm -hmm. But uh, are they people of integrity? Do they keep their word? Mm -hmm. uh, can they support you? You know, uh, are they intimidated by who you are as a woman or your accomplishments? Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, mm -hmm. can they, can you submit to one another? Yes. Yeah, that, I feel that is very key. Can you have uh, a dialogue? Can you communicate? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So what I'm hearing you say, Mary, it's like um, you are way ahead, Kidogo, you know, career-wise, money-wise, and your husband honored you and supported you to grow. Yes. Without fear or worry. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when James was alive, he was, he really, because um, 
uh, when I was with him, you know, when you're with somebody you love, you you tend to be yourself. Yes. You know, when I was with him, I'm I'm talkative, and he kept on wondering, Mary, when you're out there, you get to you you tend to get quiet, <laughs> and he used to think that I I I. I I force, I mean, I make myself quiet. So mm. you used to tell me, there's so much potential in you, but somehow your personality could hinder, you know. And I'll tell mm. him, I'm not a social person, and it will manifest still. My destiny will express itself even with my personality. But he used to think that I'm covering, I'm using my personality to cover. He used to see the potential. He used yes. to tell me, Mary, there's something within you. There is greatness. I see you have something for us. Mm. But your personality could, you know, could hinder it. So open yourself up. What what would he mean? Is it what, what were you doing that you're saying, uh, uh, Mary? Could be. Oh. It's because um. I'm naturally a quiet person. Mm. I, 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 I tend to love being with myself. But with time, I've changed. Yes. Yeah. I've ch not that I've, I've stopped being an introvert, but I've learned how to, to get out and embrace people. You know, it wasn't one of the, my strengths. Yes. Yeah, but I had with ministry, when you're called, you have to learn. You know, yes. the, you've got to get out of the comfort zone. Mm. And so I had to learn how to open up myself to people, embrace people, receive people, which was not something that even was when you were still with me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. A great man he was. Yeah. We, we are talking in the past tense, Mary, because you got married and five years down the line, something happened yes mm. before we get to what happened so what, what are the beautiful memories you remember for the five years you are with your great husband mr james five years is quite uh, too short five years is quite too short mm. <laughs> yeah but uh one thing i'm so grateful is that um you know i got to know the love of a good man um, and I always look back and tend to think that James lived with me like he knew he had a very short time mm. to be with us. You know, then he left uh, a two-year-old, two-plus-year-old daughter, and I was five months pregnant when he died. So uh, for the time we were together, he was just given to, mm. to us, to, to, to I and the children and the child. And um, the memories is uh, memories of a great man, a man that really encouraged me, a man that loved me, a man that had dreams, a man that had a passion for God. I will never forget, you know, the passion, the, the desire, the love, the commitment that James had for the work of God. Yes, he was. He had his own weaknesses as a human being, mm. but uh, I'm so. Let me just say, I'm so grateful that God made me know the love of uh, a good man. Mm. I know not many women, uh, yeah, but um, I was very privileged. He loved me like he knew that tomorrow I'll not be around. Let me just do it. Give it my best. Today, today, yes, and that 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 taught me, you know, after he left, that uh, for the time that we are together. Let's let's just love one another because we do not know, you know. Let's just be good, be kind, be loving to one another. Like tomorrow, today is the last day we have with one another. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm. So let me take you to to that faithful. They call it faithful day. Mm. When James went to be with the Lord, yeah. take me through the, that day. How did you spend the day before? Yes. Uh, what happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a Saturday. I remember the third of December, twenty eleven, and uh, there was a, 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 a conference. There was a prayer meeting happening in some church in Karen, 
and James had attended the previous day. Uh, the Friday, it was a, he had attended on Friday, so the Saturday he told me, Mary, let's go. It was very good yesterday. You can't afford to miss. I, I was pregnant. I was five months pregnant. Mm. So when you're pregnant, you just don't want, and it's a Saturday, you want to relax. But on a second thought, I was, I was let me join him. And we, we, we went, the whole family, my two-plus-year-old daughter and the house girl, because we wanted her to take care of the baby girl as yes. we were in, you know, in the conference. And we went to Karen, and we just spent the whole day. It was wonderful, you know. Uh, then 6 p.m., uh, the conference was over, and we began our journey back home. And um, along Gong Road, somebody suggested, uh, somebody told us there was a lot of traffic to town. And somebody mm -hmm. thought, told us that there's a lot of traffic to town. You could get to town by, uh, at 9 p.m. Why can't you just use the southern bypass and see how you can avoid, you know, uh, that traffic? Then the southern bypass was not as good as it is today. It was mm -hmm. just a, a, um, a Maram Road. It was not tarmacked and well done like it is today. Mm -hmm. And it had rained that day. So uh, James was driving very slowly to just avoid the car skidding and all that. So at some place near Kibera, you know, we had come almost the whole of it to Langata. Mm -hmm. So almost near Kibera, we, we are talking in the car. I hear gunshots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear gunshots. And uh, when I had the gunshots, you know, I look at him to ask what is happening because I've not seen anyone shooting it. Shooting, I want to understand where are the gunshots. All, only to look at him and realize that he has been shot. Oh, no. Yeah. So the guys that were shooting were actually shooting at us. And whoever was aimed, aimed very well. He was so precise that he shot from outside uh, to the driver and hit him right on the head you know so he's when i looked at him his head has just slumped on the steering wheel and the car is moving and the car is moving yeah so uh and i think his leg really rested on the accelerator quite well because now the car was high speed mm -hmm. as a matter of fact it was flying the car was just on the air mm -hmm. and i'm wondering what you know i'm in a state of confusion mm -hmm. and the car is off-road so I was seated uh, next to him. I was holding my, my little girl. She mm -hmm. was uh, almost three years old. And um, I, with my right hand, I get the steering wheel because I need to get the car out yes. of the bushes yes. and get it right mm -hmm. to the road. And, uh, and then the only thing I was is I was, I was just uh, screaming the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing I could do. Yeah. Miraculously, the car came to the road, back to the road, and it stopped. I by don't, its own. By its own. It stopped. By, it just stopped by the roadside. So when it stopped, um, uh, James is on the steering wheel and he's heavily bleeding from the head. You know, he's heavily bleeding. Um, I get out. I tell the house girl, let's get out. We need to get help from the rest of the motorists. So thank God there, there are some motorists that just uh, went and uh, they went to the police station, reported to the police. Um, when we got out of the car, we see the boys. Now we realize uh, the boys see the car stop and they come. We see them come running towards us. Shooting. Yeah, the ones that had shot at us. So when they arrived, they they wanted whatever they could get from the car. They took my. I had three rings: a wedding ring, my engagement ring, and another ring that he had given me. So I had three rings. They took my rings. They took my wallet, my, my handbag. They also robbed him his wedding ring, his wallet, his phone. They, they were just robbers. So they just cleared the car of whatever they could get 
everything. And then they went back. There was another car coming. They did not shoot at the motorists, but they stopped it, robbed and released them. When they released them, now they came back to us. They started harassing me. Remember, I'm five months pregnant. Mm. I have a small baby who is, the baby is crying because she mm. can see the father he's you know, he's almost immobile, and she's wondering, you know, she's calling him, she's wondering what's happening with daddy. When they came back, they wanted us to get his body put in the boot, and, and they were telling me, you drive away from this place. I think they wanted to clear the scene for more robberies. Yeah, fortunately, I mean, just fortunately, by God's masses, uh, the police had been told. So uh, when the police were almost 100 meters to, to us, they shot at the air. Because I saw the, a police car come, but they shot at the air. Mm. When the people realized, this boys realized that it's the police, they just got into the bush. Because the road is by some forest, it passes mm -hmm. through the Nairobi National Park. Mm -hmm. So they just got into the bush. So the police come. When the police came, um, James was still breathing. I could feel his heart yeah. still beating mm -hmm. so they actually they just came immediately uh when they came i asked one of the policemen to help us take him to the hospital because i could feel his his beat his heartbeat and i knew probably but the police told me you know once you're shot above here mm -hmm. you know above it's, the head yes mm -hmm. above your eyebrows, eyebrows yes up, up. it's very difficult to survive and sure enough you know uh, within two minutes he was no more yeah. yeah, you left with your husband and your children for yeah, and in two minutes he's gone. It was hard. Okay. So, so what next from there? He's there. Wow. What happens? It was tough, you know. It was tough, but um, um, there, there was so much that. That okay, thank God the police came and they were quite several. So, um, when they came, I got I borrowed one police's phone, I had to call people. Mm -hmm. So, I called uh, his dad, I had his number off head, off head, you know. Thank God for those numbers that you keep off head. So, mm -hmm. that was one of the numbers that I had off head. So, I call him. And I just tell him, I think I was in a state of shock. Mm. Because I just told him, James has been shot and he is dead. Just straight on. Just Yes. I mean, and I, I always, I've never asked him how he took that. But uh, that's what I told him. James has been shot dead and he is dead. Then I called my pastor. You know, my pastor, I have a female pastor called Pastor Rachel. And I, I called her. I also had a number of head, and I told her James has been shot, and he's dead. And uh, you know they were like, "Where are we?" I even did not know where we are because mm -hmm. I'd never used that road before. It was my first time to use that road, mm -hmm. so the police helped explain exactly where we were. Yeah, and within no sh within a very short period of time, in the next fifteen twenty minutes, we had family, we had friends in the scene. Yeah, and the CID, you know, um, they came took photo because they've got to you know take yes. photographs and yes. all that. Yeah, so by 9 p.m., you know, we passed by the Lee Funeral Home. We left his body there. Oh, Mary. Uh, okay, let me take you back. Uh, you're having a good time. You're just from revival. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm trying to picture, you know, the beautiful fellowship mm. you had. Your whole family's there. And we're to go back the child. next day. Yes. So when that happened, the police tells you, 
he won't make it. Did you have an opportunity to speak to him? What did he tell you? Did he have an opportunity to tell you anything? Or once he was shot, I think that's the time he just there was no speaking. Never spoke again. Actually, you know, he never spoke again because he was just shot, and he just lumped his head on the steering wheel, and that was it. That was it. That was it. Yeah. So you you go home alone with your baby one expectant, yes. your expectant five months, and your three two heading to three old mm. and a house manager. What happened? On getting home, it was tough because um, your mind is still processing what has happened. Um, you probably think you're writing a script for a movie or you're watching a movie or... You know, people ask me, Mary, what was going on through your mind? And I exa I can't tell exactly what was happening, what was going on. I was in a state of shock, you know. And I think um, everything within me had shut because I'm trying to process what is really happening. As a matter of fact, when we, when we arrived at the Lee Funeral Home, we met so many people because, you know, people had made phone calls. Yes. So the place was full. I did not get out of the, the car that I was in. I, I, there's no way I could go to, to get his body inside. I mean, how? Mm. You know, this is a man, a few hours b before we were, we were talking in the car, we were going home, you know, talking. Now he's, he's a body. It was tough. It was really hard. Yeah. And your baby? For the baby, it was, I think it was even worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she kept on calling daddy, daddy, daddy. And, uh, you know, daddy is not responding. She's telling me, mom, wake daddy up. You know, it was tough. I think this is a good point for us just to pause. <laughs> Let's pause. Um... And we'll come back shortly to, to hear. So what happened? What, what happened? What happened after that? Uh, Mary's husband's body is at Lee. So what happened after, after that? This is Profile on Praise Junction. And Hope FM, listen and leave. Remember, you can be part of this discussion. 20933 is the SMS line. That is 20933 is the SMS line. 0717400555 is the WhatsApp line. And at Top FM Live is um, our Twitter handle. Mm. You can get in touch with us for your questions and comments. And of course, Mary will be glad to just to hear what you have to say to her. Keep it right here. Profile song break. Take a moment of reflection. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory to in the church and glory, glory, glory in the church and the righteousness and the Christ Immeasurably more than all we 
ask or imagine According to his power That is at work within us Now to him who is able to do Immeasurably more Than all we ask or imagine According to his power That is at work within us To him be glory Let him be glory Let him be glory And you're on Praise Junction at Top FM. Listen and leave. We have around nine minutes to get to the top of the hour. And my guest today is called Mary Muthiani. I hope I've gotten it right. <laughs> yeah. Mary, yeah. Sharing with us her story. Oh, such a painful story. But you know it will end well because God is enthroned. Mm. So maybe we post when uh, you've gone to the funeral home, you've left your husband there, you have to go home and preparations have to go on to lay him to rest. Tell me about that. Wow. Um, to be very honest with you, that night I did not sleep. I still remember I just couldn't get sleep. Um, and what I decided, since I'm a woman of faith, Scripture uh, tells me in Hebrews chapter 11 that the women of old received back their dead. Mm. Uh, I slept thinking and planning on how tomorrow we would go to leave funeral home and get back James. <sighs> yeah, and in the morning I called uh, pastor friends. I called his friends because James was a pastor. I yes. called his friends. And yes, we went to the funeral home. You know, mm. we are people of faith. Yes. And we know how to pray. <laughs> Yes, we went to the Lee funeral home and we asked for his body and we prayed. And you know, Pentecostals know how, know how to pray. Um, what were you telling the Lord, Mary? What are you telling the Lord? I even don't think I was one of the, them that were praying. I was just in tears, but the pastors really prayed. And um, one pastor, we, we, we spent some time and one pastor later told me, Mary, you know, when they prayed and... She, he just told me, Mary, um, just release James. Mm. It was his time to go home. And that was the first time I broke. That was the first time I actually cried. Reality sunk. Na yes. Yeah, because all through the night I was hopeful. I was and I was telling God, let it be known that you are God. Mm. You know, you have raised others. You can do it again. Mm. You can do it again. Yeah, so when, when the pastor told me, Mary, you need to release your husband, it was James's time to go home. Yeah, that's when I broke. And um, I remember I just made a prayer and I gave him back to the Lord. And we left. Yes, we left. I went home. We started um, the burial preparations. Mm. It was a tough moment. It was a tough time. Yes. So in 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 all that process, you know, if 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 you are told to like share what what you remember that really helped you stand until you laid him to rest, what would you say? I'm so grateful that uh, uh, that I was in Christ then, 
and that I had my footing in the Lord Jesus Christ, in his word, in his promises. Um, that is what kept me going, the fact that I had God, you know. And I remember every day was just a day that I could just talk to him and pour myself to him. Of course, it wasn't easy. It was, I was pregnant, I couldn't eat, I was in tears, you know. But the fact that I had God, he's just all I had. Every day just being with him and asking, I wasn't under. I still wanted to understand. And I think that is a phase I was in for quite a while. Mm. Um, not wondering what is happening. What exactly happened? What went wrong? You know, for me, because it, for me, it wasn't just uh, a bullet. I, I, I just needed to understand, you know, what is happening to my life? You know, why has James's life been cut short so abruptly in such a cruel way? And then the pain in my heart, mm. oh, the pain. I mean, it's a pain that you can't describe. It's a pain that you feel with everything within you. It's a pain that you, you, you want to cry it out, but you can't cry it out. I mean, you, you cry, but it's still there. So it was a tough season, but I'm so grateful that I was in God and he was with me. His embrace was so real. His presence was so real. His love was so real when I just needed him. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Mm. And you have your child now, you know, just seeing things, a lot of people at home. Yes. Things changing, daddy's nowhere. Yes. How, how are you able to, to minister to your child? You said it's a daughter. Yeah. How are you able to minister to her to help her understand that he's not coming back again? It, it is tough for the little children, and especially when, when they ask you questions that you can't answer. And even if you answer, they can't understand. Mm. Yeah, because a three-year-old, a two-plus, you know, two-and-a-half, when there's so many things yeah you can't understand they, they you can't you can't explain them for them to grasp with their mm. with their minds yeah. um i always say that could be god in his own way ministered to her and probably because i was there to hold her i was there to to just be with her that was comfort enough for the many things that were going on through her mind, for the many questions that she would ask me, at the end of the day, mom was there. And I, I remember that she couldn't leave me, you know. Mm -hmm. She was always, she could not accept anyone. As a matter of fact, that during that period, she changed. She could not accept anyone else. Mm -hmm. Not her aunties, not nobody. So she became very clingy to me you know she would just hold on and i understood that you know she was also going through something that and she just needed me you know mm. yeah so it's for the young ones it's it's quite very difficult to to just explain to them what because was, what was the hardest thing she asked you in that season um i think that for her the hardest part was just seeing me cry mm. yes because i i i could see that when she would see me break and you see the tears just come and mm. especially you know the the first months mm. you can't control them mm. and i would i remember it would be very hard for her and sometimes uh, i think in her own way she understood that daddy is not here there's a time she asked me mom you miss him and i told her yes it was it was really hard the best i could tell her is that uh, daddy has gone to heaven Yes, because that's the only thing she could understand. He's going to be with Jesus. Of course, at that age, she still knows Jesus because mm -hmm. she would hear us talk about Jesus in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and tell her that he's going to be with Jesus. But as they grow, then now you, you have to walk with them the journey. Mm -hmm. Because a time comes when they understand exactly what took place and mm -hmm. what happened. 
Yeah. And because she saw everything that happened, you know. Yeah, she saw, but right now she even doesn't have the memory. Ah. Yeah, she just knows that daddy was shot down, was mm. uh, shot by gangs, by thugs, mm. but the memory is not there. How old is she now? She's turning 13 next month. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's turning. She's such a big girl. Yeah, she's big. And we are grateful for where God has brought us. Amen. It's been a journey. Mm. Yeah, but God has been faithful. Amen. Mm. I want us to pause here and catch up with the news. When we come back, um, I'd want you to take us through, you, you know, you were expected it's just five months mm. and this happens. Mm. You know, you're, you're uh, struggling there with pregnancy issues and then this calamity yes. happens. So we want to see how did God take you through, you know, the pregnancy, how mm. it was until the baby came and how was life without yes. James? That's what we'll be focusing on. When we come back after the news at noon, you are on Praise Junction at Hope FM Listen and Live. My name is Grace Butiso. Our guest today, oh, her name is Mary Muthiani, sharing with us her story, you know, of God's faithfulness. And we are asking, is there any beauty beyond a season of pain? Mm, that's our story. 20933 is the SMS line at Hop FM Live is our handle on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on 0717 uh, That's our WhatsApp line for your questions and comments when we come back after the news at. This is Profile Real People, Real Stories, Real God, Real Change.